Hi, everyone. Welcome to our podcast, The Voices from the Harbor, where we uncover hidden voices of our Halifax community. And today I am joined by two lovely ladies in the studio, and I will ask them to introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Paula Campbell, and I'm a formal global shaper, and I am from Nova Scotia. I went to St. Mary's University, and I've been living in Halifax for the last 15 years. I had the pleasure of being the curator in 2015, and I'm really excited to talk about one of the projects we worked on. Awesome. And my name is Emily Miller. I am also a former global shaper. I came into the hub just uh, in 2015 as Paula was the curator. Uh, And then I had the opportunity to be curator in 2017. Love living in Halifax by the uh, the harbor. It's the best spot to be. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, my name is Maka, and I'll be your host for today. I'm also a global shaper. And uh, today we're going to be talking about 100 Kids Who Care. And uh, this is a project that Paul and Emily have been spearheading. And they're going to share more about their project. We're going to discuss the impact that this project had and um, some of the challenges that they had when they were working through this project and what really inspired their project and what their future for the project is. So um, I guess my first question, I'm really curious as to what really inspired 100 Kids Who Care. So 100 Kids Who Care is actually a spinoff from a larger group called 100 Women Who Care and 100 Men mm-hmm. Who Care. I was attending a rookie program for TD Wealth in Toronto, and I met a woman named Alison Kitts from Windsor, Ontario. And she mentioned that her two children, who were at the time 9 and 11, were part of this group called 100 Kids Who Care in Windsor. I instantly loved the idea and came back. And when I joined 100 sorry, when I joined uh, Global Shapers, and we were looking for a project that really embodied local community and giving back, mm-hmm. it just seemed like a natural fit that, that we would start this. So it, it, it really just came from something that was already going on, right. and we thought how amazing it would be to teach a younger generation how to give from an early age, and that you don't really need a lot to give to right. make a difference in your local mm-hmm. community. Pitched it to the group in September 2014, and by March, we were sitting in City Hall with the mayor for our (laughs) first meeting. Um, We had a really, really incredible core group of volunteers. The important thing with Global Shapers that everyone should understand is that there really is that commitment to the group and commitment to the projects you're working on. Mm. We really make sure that the projects have an impact, that they are something that can be brought around the world and brought to other chapters as well. So everyone jumped on board and all of a sudden we had the first meeting in March 2015. The media got on board, they were helping us promote the project and there we were sitting with the mayor mm-hmm. at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Emily, would you like to talk more a little bit about how mobilizing your team was when you um, started this project? Sure. Well, I I joined. Um, I think there was a couple of the events that had happened by the time I joined the uh, the hub, um, but and by then it was a well-oiled machine. I'm going to be <laughs> honest. Paula was very much on top of things. Um, I think, yeah. Once you get a project going and it gets kind of repeated, you understand the flow and, and how it works. And then more and more community sponsors and individuals. Um, 
get interested in and have that buy-in. So uh, there'd be parents that would come for their kids, mm-hmm. um, but then be like, oh, I would love to sponsor the um, snacks for the next meeting. So that was really cool to see not just shapers um, having that buy-in commitment, but also the parents that uh, month over month were coming back. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting. How exactly did you run this project? And like, what was the duration of the project? And who was involved? Was it just parents and their kids? How exactly did it work? I'm sure our listeners are curious mm. to hear about it and how it all panned out. Mm-hmm. We've been holding them in suspense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So how does it work? Mm-hmm. Uh, we hold four meetings per year. Okay. And the meeting runs from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. We usually chose Tuesday as a date. We seemed like it was a, a good evening where kids didn't have a whole lot of activities going on and we didn't want to take their weekends away. We really, really just reached out to the community. Um, for instance, Sheldon McLeod from 95.7 was excellent. Snapped Halifax really came on board to to help promote as well. We started a Facebook group, Twitter, we started our own website, and the whole premise was we want children between the age of 5 and 14 to -hmm. commit to coming to four meetings per year. Um, We did put the entrance fee at $10 per kid. Okay. So we really encouraged the parents, guardians, family members to either have the kids do chores Mm -hmm. or we even had some kids use their birthday money Mm -hmm. to come to bring the charity and the whole evening was about them so uh, the way that it worked is we had three kids pitch three different charities and the kids had to put their ten dollars in the box and listen to the presentations which were five minutes long no powerpoint no question and answers just a five-minute presentation Uh, which was pretty empowering to see Mm -hmm. someone who's nine years old get up in public speak about a cause that really matters to them. So the kids listened to the presentation, they got to vote, and Mm -hmm. we always said, this isn't about you, or sorry, this isn't about your teachers, it is about your family, this is about you, this Mm -hmm. is your time to really let your voice be heard and vote for something that really matters to you. Mm -hmm. So the kids would vote, we would tally up the, the ballots, And while we were doing that, we would always bring the charity that was the recipient of the donation from the previous meeting come and let the kids know how the money was spent. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a really, really important part of the project because at a young age, kids got to see, oh, I brought $10, my friend brought $10, and all of a sudden we gave a donation and they got to hear exactly how the money was used. So for instance, one of the charities of course, was the SPCA. Mm-hmm. Anytime anything with the animals came up, it usually was the, the winner. The winner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there was a program where the SPCA were bringing puppies into a oh, Nova Scotia wow. jail, and inmates were helping train puppies and helping them uh, socialize. And, and it, was, it was this amazing program that children got to learn about and to see all different areas of Halifax um, come together and help puppies and the money went directly to this program so you know it was it was a really simple idea four Mm -hmm. times per year ten dollars per meeting three kids pitch you vote Uh, we always tried to have something happen at the beginning to break Mm -hmm. the ice and get kids interacting with each other and as Emily just mentioned there would be snacks so we had 
Pavia, we had Hope Blooms. Two mm-hmm. F by C. Two F by C. So good. The croissants were a mm-hmm. hit. They mm-hmm. were bigger than some of the children who were there. <laughs> yeah. um, so we really tried to highlight, you know, different spots too. I mean, for instance, I mentioned earlier City Hall. We went to St. Mary's University, mm-hmm. Halifax Public Library. Alderney. Alderney mm-hmm. Landing was a really, really big supporter. Um, Dartmouth Adult Services Center mm-hmm. over in Britain side. That cool. So that was a really, really exceptional experience for kids to see um, an accessible building. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the premise of how it worked. And again, as, as Emily said, every meeting just got better. Mm-hmm. Right. Built and we, we built confidence and we built a following. And, and it was just remarkable to see the parents buy-in. Mm-hmm. And they were telling their friends and we had kids that's bringing a poster to school mm-hmm. and talking about it in their classroom. So I think as much as it was nice for the kids, us as Global Shapers and us as a community really took more from it. Mm-hmm. It was it was a pretty special project. Very inspiring. Mm. The other thing too um, to note is so um, it takes a lot of courage, especially when you're that young, to get up and pitch in front of a room of mostly strangers. Right. And um, especially some of these kids were so passionate going up about their causes that they believed in. And we had some wonderful sponsorship that helped. Um, so though there was the kind of big chunk of change that all the donations came in from the kids that went to the winning project, um, there was some funds available for the additional two um charities that were pitched by the kids so that there was always you know something going and and some acknowledgement Mm of of uh how big that is to go up there and yeah yeah i I think it's it's really inspirational to see that um kids at such a young age would want to get involved in something like this and i mean my question to you would be did you know where exactly the money would go like before you started the project um what the money was for did you already have an idea that, okay, if we raise this much money, we're going to donate it to um, a charity or we're going to do something with this money? Or you just came up with the idea as you started? So we really just replicated what was happening in Windsor right. already. Mm-hmm. And I had many, many phone calls with Allison. She was just this incredible mentor through the whole thing, um, you know. It, it was a big picture idea, and as mm-hmm. we were going along, it, it kind of came together. And as I mentioned, you know, for instance, Tristan, Emily, Ben, Colin, myself, Jenny, were the core team, and I think we all brought a different skill set to the project. Colin was the brains behind the website and all of the, the back end. Ben really helped on the media burst. Mm-hmm. Um, Tristan was this. Entertainment. Entertainment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had the kids laughing five minutes into the into the mm-hmm. evening, mm-hmm. and and then uh, along the way, other global shapers who may have been working on some of their own projects came and helped on the registration desk or helped count mm-hmm. the ballots. Mm-hmm. A couple times, we would high five all the kids after mm-hmm. they would vote and say, "You just exercise your democratic vote, <laughs> right to vote," and. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really nice to see, too, you know, Howley Kids and, you know, Pavia. They they would say, because these kids are so brave, we don't want them to go away mm-hmm. this evening without anything. So they would put in $50. And I got to write a letter to the two different charities that didn't get the donation and say, you know, a nine-year-old mm-hmm. wrote a presentation and got up and spoke in front of a team of just 
these children were inspiring and they were brave and we as a group got to learn about causes that are happening in our community that we didn't know about. Mm -hmm, right. um, that was cool. And, and the other thing too is we always wanted to make sure that it was local. Okay. It was one of the parameters. Um, so I'm actually still attending the 100 Kids Who Care meetings here in Halifax as, as we have passed it on. And I volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters and we bring our little with us. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's been going on now for five years. Mm -hmm. And by the end of the project, when we transitioned it, we had raised over $3,000. Oh, wow, that's amazing. And it all came from kids. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. It's mm -hmm. also inspirational. I'm like, okay, I don't know what to say next. <laughs> I think my other question would be, what were some of the challenges that you had along the way? Could it like be even from uh, the planning phase of the project itself or before you took it out there? Were you nervous about certain things and what were your concerns? How did people um, react to it? And, you know, just share with our listeners on that note. <laughs> so I would say with every project that is volunteer based, mm -hmm. you know, there are struggles with commitment and there are struggles with finding sponsorship and venue and support from the community. But to be honest, we, like I mentioned earlier, we had this core group that we all knew we could count on each other. Everyone knew the role that they had. And whether it was the president of St. Mary's or the organization team at the library when we reached out and said we're looking for a mm -hmm. venue it was a no-brainer right they mm -hmm. they loved the idea they wanted to be part of it they said the fact that this is teaching kids from an early age that giving can be fun yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean you need a lot of money to make an impact um, so we just sat down and we we brainstormed at one of our, our hub meetings and said okay we need social media we need sponsorship we need a core team and we need to find some kids to present. I think that would be almost like one of the biggest challenges because mm -hmm. at the time in our hub, um, none of the members had kids <laughs> ourselves. Um, so like, how do you lure, not lure kids, but like get kids to come out find. to something? Yeah, fine, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, how yeah. do you do that? Um, and it helped like the, the more we kind of went, like then the word of, um, Word of mouth, that's the word, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, it spread and um, kids told their friends and then those connections grew. Um, but I think that was really one of the things when we passed the torch on, um, that was a huge piece because the group that now runs um, 100 Kids Who Care, among them have, what, like eight kids? Or like the, that group like is tapped into that space and network. So yeah. We actually held a focus group at one of the events with parents and just said, how do we get the word out mm -hmm. there? What mm -hmm. can we what could we be doing better? What could we be doing differently? At one point Tristan and I actually went knocking on school doors wow. <laughs> and asked to speak to the principal. <laughs> and, you know, we were putting posters up and we were saying, you know, when you go to your band concert, can you mm -hmm. try to bring two of your friends who play the flute with you? You know, we really <laughs> tried to be creative. Um, but passing the torch on, we had a woman who, she brought her two kids to every meeting. This woman was just wow. a huge supporter from the very beginning. And I reached out to her and I said, you know what? I think we're getting to the point where we need some fresh energy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as a leader, you learn that sometimes it's more important for the project to keep going than it is for you to keep 
mm-hmm. the project. Right. Mm-hmm. And she instantly said, I have some people in mind. I sat down. I, it, it was an interview because the project was so important and it was too special to just give it over to anyone. Mm-hmm. And we had too much pride. And as a, as a pub, we had to make the decision together. I told the team who I interviewed and made sure that it was the right fit. And like I said, I'm still attending the meetings now and I'm seeing what they're doing. They have a corporate sponsor, so you know, the they have some games, they have mm-hmm. some takeaways. So they're able to do things that we weren't able to do mm-hmm. without a budget. So I think that's been pretty pretty nice to see that. And Truro has started. Okay. They, there were two parents who actually drove down from Truro to come to our Halifax meetings because they just loved it. Mm-hmm. And so I drove down to Truro and had coffee with them and they have their meeting, and we also had a family that had to move to Ottawa because of uh, transfer mm-hmm. for work, and they had two kids who just, again, we like we just loved sitting back and watching these mm-hmm. kids be leaders, and they've started the Ottawa mm-hmm. hub. So Global Shapers, really, it's important to start a project that you can scale, that makes an impact that you can give to someone else and say, this is how we did it, yeah. but your spin is just as important and, and bringing fresh ideas. Um, so it, it was emotional mm. to give it up for sure. I'm, I, I can't say it wasn't, but at the same time, it was more important for it to keep going. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned something very important there where you reached out to the local community. And I think for any project, you want to have that local impact. Yeah. And even if it's an idea from another uh, hub, maybe, or another city, how are you scaling it down to Halifax? And mm-hmm. what is the change that you're going to initiate? And how is it going to um, pan out in your city? And I think that's it's really great. The work that you guys have been doing is amazing. Um, I just... I'm kind of curious as to how uh, the terms of leadership would work for the person who's currently leading the project now. I, you mentioned the lady who's taken over, so would she then lead for a year and pass it on to someone else, or how does that work? Are there regulations around that area, or no? No, they were three women who attended some of the meetings, and okay. just it was a natural fit. Mm-hmm. They knew they wanted to take it on, so. As a hub for Global Shapers, we did 10 meetings. Okay. And so the first one was actually March 2015. So we're coming up on wow five-year anniversary for the project, mm. which is just incredible yeah. to mm-hmm. see that it's still going. Um, so yeah, that was the important part, was just making sure that it was the right fit. We couldn't put parameters on it mm-hmm. once you hand it over. Yeah, right. Um, but I've just been blown away by seeing how the growth has happened and and just new creative ideas mm-hmm. and you know I just went to the one last week that was held at Woozles bookstore okay yes so cool and they had a children's author come in cool. and read a book cool. she's from Nova Scotia she worked at Woozles and they did trivia about yes. her book after she read it to the kids That's cool. and they made homemade bookmarks and they were eating clementines so it smelled beautiful (laughs) in the bookstore as well Um, and so yeah it was just yeah it was emotional I guess Mm -hmm. to sit back and say wow this is happening because we started this right and it was also cool to not be part of it and see 
how it's growing. So um, yeah, mixed mixed emotions. Mm -hmm. Was that like the future that you had envisioned for the project initially or it was just something you thought, okay, maybe this will go on for a year and it'll be done or did you think that it would have s such a great impact? I think because, and Emily can probably comment on this too, mm -hmm. it was just a simple idea. All right. And I think along the way, it would have been easy to lose the vision okay. because it got complicated around some feedback or different strategy or different ideas. And at the end of the day, I think we, every meeting we had with the hub, we, we said we have to come back to what we said we were going to do at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Right. And that was four meetings per year, three kids present, it's $10. We always bring the charity to come back and say what they did with the funds. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Overcomplicating it, I think, would have actually put it at risk. Mm -hmm. And that's what we wanted. We wanted a simple idea that was sustainable. Easy right. buy-in. Yeah. yeah. I would say, too, um, I think that's like the sign of a good global shapers project as right. well as something that's like hyper local, like has that community buy-in and interest um, at the heart of it. And with the end goal of the shapers not holding it anymore mm -hmm. like that's when you know it's success is when like community members take over um because the hub is constantly going to be changing it's in flux we have um a lot of people coming and going so um you know if paula were to have moved to toronto all of a sudden mm -hmm. like hopefully we would have wanted hundred kids to continue on so um and I think yeah with this group that's taken it on it's proven that um it's done exactly that which is wonderful which is the simplicity around mm -hmm. right yeah. yeah the start of it so it yeah. doesn't have to be a complicated idea no. another thing that I'm curious about is uh how you guys measured the impact of the project or how do you do that in general as global shapers well I guess what's unique about this project is that we'll never know the depth mm. of the impact. I mean, who knows where one of these kids will end up in their career or in their life because they got up and they did public speaking or they talked about a cause that matters to them and maybe they encourage someone else who wouldn't have done this without seeing someone do this. So to be honest, I guess it's really hard to answer that question because mm -hmm. we'll never know the actual impact that this made. Uh, we can see the local charities and the money that was given, but mm -hmm. from a personal development and from a skill set that these kids were exposed to at a very young age, the sky's the limit. Right. Maybe in 20 years we'll have this like very strong Halifax Civic Society. Like it'll be just like the <laughs> best municipality in Canada mm -hmm. and like all these volunteers and you know like future mayor and all this. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. I kind of view it as like planting a seed and, yes. and then just like watching and seeing what it's going to look like in a few years and totally. stuff and I think that's just amazing. Yeah, totally. Um, maybe share a little bit about um, the importance of uh, getting involved in projects or if someone else is listening and they want to get involved in a project what some of what are some of the key aspects that you have to share about um, starting a project running a project what are some of the tips you can give them and um, yeah just uh, share on that well in 2015 I actually had the opportunity to present this project mm -hmm. in Switzerland at the World Economic Forum. So I met 400 people from 
all around the world who were there to talk about the projects that they were working on in their hub. And I really brought it down to the basics and right. said, you need commitment, mm -hmm. you need people on your team that provide different skill sets. Mm -hmm. I think the really, really cool, cool thing about Global Shapers is that everyone comes from a different background. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I, I look at just our core team, we all had different educational backgrounds, different skill sets, different passions, but we all bought in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And th the most important thing with starting a project, if, if someone's thinking about doing that, is if you're not passionate about it, it's just not going to work. Mm -hmm. You can't force it. And at the end, when it was feeling like we weren't as jazzed about it, yeah, we knew that it was time for the project to pass it on. Pass it on. Um, but yeah, if someone's listening, they're saying, wow, you know, I've been thinking about this idea. I just don't even know where to begin. Just talk about it. Mm -hmm. Throw out the idea. What's the worst thing that can happen is someone said, yeah, I don't think that's the right avenue. And then you might find a different way of doing it because someone shared their opinion. Yeah. I think, too, like the 100 Kids Who Care was really great in a Shapers membership uh, point of view because it had different levels of commitment. So there was the core team that's a heavier lift pulling off these events. But then it also had the opportunities for people that, you know, um, might not have that much time to do the planning, but they could show up the day of and help with the coat check or help with check-in. And so I think that's a sign of a really good Shapers project is that it builds in that space um, for different kind of levels. Um, and so there always needs to be that core team. There needs to be those people driving it forward and, um, you know, sharing those updates and doing the groundwork. Um, but then it's, it's really awesome opportunity to meet other Shapers members right. um, at those events. You know, like I, um, my first time really getting to know Ben Wedge, who was another curator, was when we were putting chairs away from uh, the 100 Kids Who Care event at the Halifax Central Library. Mm -hmm. You know, you just like start having those kind of behind the scenes because when you're in the Global Shapers meetings, it's all like business, business, getting stuff done. There's right. not that much time to um, get to know each other. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think that's really important with any project you're planning. And then the other thing with just Shapers projects in general, from my learnings, is that it doesn't necessarily have to be like this big, um, you know, uh, four uh, project or four events a year commitment. Like there was another one that Paul and I did was um, with ISANS called Winter by the Sea. Mm -hmm. um, and we were working with um, immigrants to teach them how to skate. Um, and so like all these little kids who it was like their first time ever on the oval um, and parents as well, um, you know, like from tying up their skates to just like bending over them and like helping them do the laps um, mm -hmm. was like one of the most awesome projects. And it was like a one day thing. Uh, and we had a community partner that we did it with. So right. that's also key. Um, yeah, definitely Halifax is a small um, city in the grand scheme of things, so it is really easy to reach out to people, and normally people are really receptive and want to help and collaborate or donate space um, or help where they can. And I would say don't be nervous to piggyback on something that's already yeah. happening. You don't, right. you don't always have to reinvent the yeah. wheel. Mm -hmm. Because every time we're always like, oh, I think I want something different, something that's never been done before, but then we forget about the impact, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, we could have said, oh, this is already happening. It's, yeah. not, it's not something new. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But imagine we had that attitude and then this wouldn't have happened for the last five years. Yeah. So, so I think that would be my feedback is don't worry to 
partner or collaborate, yeah. you know, I right. was already putting this on. We came as volunteers. Uh, I think my back hurt for the next five days <laughs> so after painful. being bent over holding a, a pylon on yeah, the ice. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was a pretty special thing to yeah. see mm-hmm. someone try skating for the first mm-hmm. time. You know, something that I've been doing since I was a kid. I just it was natural to me and we got to be part of that. Yeah. So one off projects here and there, it doesn't always have to be mm-hmm. a big commitment or a big impact like mm-hmm. we did. Um, yeah, and, and the other thing about this project too is we got to see things that were happening already. We got a little mm-hmm. snapshot for five minutes. There, one time at Albany Landing, there was a little boy who was playing on his scooter, mm-hmm. and I quote, I heard it myself <laughs> on my scooter, <laughs> and he remembers how lovely the nurses were at the IWK, and he told them that he was going to help find a way to get more equipment because he didn't want other little boys or girls to be hurt like him and not have the help that he got. Oh, wow. So he he so got sweet. up in yeah. front of a room of 60 people at five years old, and he, he was the recipient of the donation that night. Mm-hmm. It was as simple as, I heard it myself, yeah. I, I quote, <laughs> on my scooter, and people just said, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you, the IWK needs equipment and yeah. the right machines to help kids. Um, you know, Hope for Wildlife mm-hmm. was pitched a few times because kids loved that there was a rehab center for wildlife. Mm-hmm. And of course, Hope came in and she brought an owl. Yeah, and that was cool. That was, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Um, Ronald McDonald House, Camp Brigadoon, Easter Seals. I mean, the list goes on. We, we had a boy get up and, and talk about that his friend needed a new wheelchair mm-hmm. and he was able to have this because of Easter Seals, Nova Scotia. I mean, you know, to be honest, sometimes it was kind of hard to hold back the tears because right. it was just so raw and real that these kids got it. Mm-hmm. And and the whole night was about them. Mm-hmm. It was about empowering them to make their own decisions, to come together as a group, to be brave, to learn how to public speak. And so it just it ticked a lot of boxes mm-hmm. about what Global Shapers embodies, and you know we learned a lot from yeah, them. Definitely, yeah. 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 Wow. Well, thank you so much mm-hmm. for joining us. I think I've just I've, I've learned so much, and I'm sure everybody else has. If you're out there and you're interested in doing a project or you're thinking about it, remember that you know it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be a simple idea. It's about the impact and the change that that project will have on your, on your community. And I think commitment and passion were some of the themes that these ladies highlighted for us to see. And um, also the, the ability to have a diverse team. So yeah, um, did you have any other comments that you'd like to make or add anything else before we end this podcast I would just say thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about something that means mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. to us and I hope people really understand how much it meant to us and if people are listening and and they want to become a member or they want to get involved you know 100 kids who care Halifax is on Facebook they have a website when their next meeting where's it at yeah so this yes. is this is pretty exciting um we held the first meeting at city hall and this this is when i knew the project was powerful mm-hmm. i was sitting at work the next day and i was just on a natural 
high. I <laughs> couldn't believe what we just put together and what just happened the night before. And my phone rang, and it said city hall <laughs> wow and i said oh we must have we must have <laughs> forgot something we must have left something there and it was actually mayor mike savage personally calling me saying hi paula <laughs> i'm just calling to say you know what i am the mayor and i get to be part of a lot of pretty remarkable incredible things happening in halifax and i get to speak at a lot of engagements and i have to say this was one of my favorite favorite events and thank mm. you for making this happen at that's Halifax. amazing so nice yeah. so that was a, a pretty mm-hmm. pretty cool moment mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so yeah I, I guess in closing I would just say if you want to become part of it reach out and the next one is happening at City Hall mm-hmm. um, full circle full circle mm-hmm. yeah Awesome. Yeah, this was yeah. a lovely like walk down memory lane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was such a fun project to work on, and I can just echo Paula and say I learned so much and was constantly blown away by uh, the kids and and what they brought, the passion and excitement. Um, it was awesome. So yeah, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you so much, and thank you for joining us. Um, if you need to if you need to if you have any questions and you'd like to find out more about global shapers or any of the projects feel free to go online we have um, our website on global shapers halifax hub and a hundred kids who care that's where there's more information about the project that paula and emily have been working on thank you so much for joining us thanks thank you